Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 125. I'm your host, Joel, and thank you so much for joining us. Joining me here on the line, live from Massachusetts, it's Jay's. This time, no tech problems, I hope. <laughs> eh, we've still got fuzz, but we're just going to work with it. But anyways, Ugh. welcome on in, folks. It is that time of season again. It is Christmas Day that we get four times a year. Uh, well, sort of eight times a year here on DKI because we split it into two parts each. It is seasonal preview time, and I always look forward to this because, you know, it's that anticipation. It's that what are we going to get? What do we have to look forward to? What are just some of the weird, weird descriptions that may or may not end up being actually really good shows or just plain weird shows? We have 42. What a wonderful number. 42 new shows this season. We're going to be doing the first half, the first 21 of those today. And uh, we're just going to jump right in because these can take a little bit. And uh, we'll go over our final thoughts for summer 2020 during the uh, first reaction week, which is going to be in two weeks from now, because part one of previews this week, part two previews next week, and then initial reactions and the summer 2020 wrap up the week following that. Jace, would you like to take the first one? Because I kind of want to take the second one. Yeah, sure. Uh, so... Starting off, we have Yonin wa Sore Sore Uso Tsuku, which uh, <laughs> I had the translation uh, in front of me <laughs> and then I lost it. Um, what was it like? Four people, uh, four people, four lying? people in the lies they tell, I think was okay. the line. Yeah. So uh, it says here the school comedy story follows four friends at a girls' school. They may seem like ordinary second year junior high school students at first glance. But they are a space pilot, a ninja without a clan, a girl with supernatural powers, and a boy in girls' clothes. This comes to us from Studio Flad. It is tagged as a comedy sci-fi slice of life supernatural, and I can believe that from the four characters they just described. So I'm looking up Studio Flad because that's not a name that I really recognize. Oh, they did um, uh, Hero uh, Retired and started a pharmacy, that, that one, Banned from the Heroes Party. Side to live a quiet life in the countryside, yeah. Um, that was an okay show. So when I first saw this description and the preview, initially I was like, holy cow, this sounds like Haruhi. Of just, you know, you've got this weird collection of characters. And then we got to the last one. The guy in girl's clothes. And that, that single thing, that single character is going to be the make or break part of this show for me. I will give it one episode to see how they play that character mm. because how they play that character will determine if I'm in or if I am five miles out because yeah. I'm not going to be in if this is some transphobic shit. If this is, you know, it's really going to be how they play that boy that why is he in girls' clothes? Is he in girls' clothes? Because there's something about this academy that he has to be there and he has to impersonate a girl. And if so, how do they play that off? Is this because he's more comfortable in girls' clothes? Does he identify as a girl and that the characters and the writers continue to refer to him as a boy when he should be referred to, when she should be referred to as a girl, if that is how they identify? There's a number of ways this could go. And ultimately, that will be the crux of whether or not I watch this show. Agreed. I mean, uh, it's Japan. It's a wild card. You yeah, know, and that's uh, what has me not optimistic. 
I mean, usually it, characters like this get written off, as we've seen. Uh, think, you know, Kuroitsu. I mean, uh, I, I hope this not, isn't another Kuroitsu. So there's a good chance we might not get to watch it unless you follow it by uh, any means necessary, so to speak. Oh, that's right. It hasn't even been picked up by anyone yet. Right. Well, maybe I won't watch it anyways. Eh, we'll see. Um, up next is Akima, Akiba Made Senso. In 1999, admiring and wanting to be a cute maid, a young girl comes to Akihabara. The end of the century, Akiba is filled with a wide variety of maids. The maid cafe Ton Tonkon, uh, commonly known as Butagoya Pig Hut, is open today as well. I was in a panic because uh, the new maid who had joined the store uh, with me was quite unpredictable. Maids, trainers, and other uh, Akihabara life forms appear as well. And the red, sorry, uh, the zoom messed up a little bit. And the red bat swings into action. I don't know what the, oh, is that like red bat of love? This is a full-fledged maids work struggle diary given to all masters and ladies. We are waiting for you to come home, boo. And I assume that that's a poor translation of we are waiting for you to come home, master. Um, uh, I think that the boo is a reference to the fact that it's called the pig hut. Oh, yes, yes. Butagoya. Boo. Yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, um, okay. What really caught my eye about this is the company behind it. This is a PA Works show. PA Works is really known for their, they call it their working girls line, where it is shows about girls in uh, non-standard lines of work and career that we have um the there was sakura quest which explored those who work in tourism they've uh, done so many different ones and uh, pa works generally does really good stuff uh the trailer i saw for this basically makes it sound like you're gonna get the front of house stuff which is you know your usual light fluffy comedy but that then you might also see all right what's it like backstage? What's it like once the doors close? Complaints that they have with the work environment. There's no tags, actually, that we have right here. And um, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, we are using today, as always, AnyChart. That is at AnyChart.net slash fall-2022. We are sorted by English title alphabetically. So I am in on Akima Made Senso simply on the PA Works pedigree for at least three episodes. I hope it gets licensed um, because I watched a trailer for it and it seemed like it was going to be a wild comedy almost by yeah. some of the stuff. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm in it for the weird wackiness. Like, bring Crunch, it on. <laughs> uh, or should I say Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll usually picks up PA Works mm. shows. Uh, that's been the case for... As long as they I have remember. a few uh, unannounced slots still in their uh, lineup, that shows uh, one, five, eight uh, empty slots in their fall lineup on their page. So, mm. yeah, we are broadcasting on September twenty third right now. So, uh, a number of these are still to be determined of where they will land or if they will land. But, like I said, it's a PA works one. I would be shocked if this wasn't picked up by somebody. Uh, you can take the next one. All right. Uh, it is Beast Tamer. 
Uh, because Rain was a weak and simple beast tamer, he was expelled from the hero's group, but that didn't stop his desire to be an adventurer. By taking simple quests afterwards, he was he has a destined encounter with a strong cat girl. This comes to us from EMT Squared and is available on Crunchyroll. It's listed as adventure fantasy. That's what it certainly looks like, that this isn't an isekai, so no shots yet. But I feel like Banished from the Hero's Party is slowly becoming the new trope. That we've had this now before at least three or four times of, you know, oh, I was a big hotshot adventurer, and that's sort of how they justify the OP protagonist. But then also, you know, so he has this strong cat girl, and this is called Beast Tamers. How is he taming her? The way that she was depicted in the trailer was very happy-go-lucky. It's not like she's some rogue villain who needs to be tamed. It, it didn't even necessarily fit with I. the thought I had was, is this going to be taming of the shrew? That doesn't seem to scan either. So, eh? I mean, oh. it's just named after his job class, really. You know? Oh, okay. I guess uh, I mean, yeah. the, the full yeah. name of the anime, um, because it's based off of, I believe, a light novel, um, actually with a name like this. Yeah, it is. Yusha Patio Tsuiho Sarata Bisto Tema Saikyo Shusoku Nekomimi Shoujo To Deau, which translates to the beast tamer who was exiled from his party meets a cat girl from the strongest race. Oh, that just makes much more sense. But I yeah. can understand why they would abbreviate it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I am here for light novel abbreviations, especially yeah. when they get to that level. But, so that actually makes a lot more sense. Um, Can't believe I said no. that in one breath. <laughs> yeah, that was actually quite impressive. I'm probably not going to watch this one, but this is mundane enough and inoffensive enough that if I hear one or two people say, hey, this is pretty good, that I'll check it out, that this will not take a lot of convincing to get me in the door, but I'll need to hear something to get me in the door. You know, I mean, uh, I, I saw one thing in that title and in the trailer, and uh, I, I, my, my immediate thought was... Uh, I heard I, that. <laughs> I, I, I seriously, my immediate thought was that because, of course, when I see a cat girl, I'm always thinking... You son of a, I'm in. <laughs> mm. you know, I, I have a weakness for, for the animal girl, the monster girl type thing. And it's just the title said cat girl. And I'm like, yes, okay, sure. I'll watch. Yeah, no, give me one, two episodes. Hey, I'll hey, be in. <laughs> come on, Jace. Quick cat girl anime. In and out. 12 episodes. <laughs> you son of a, wow. <laughs> All right. Up next it's back, baby. Bleach, the thousand year blood war. Was it? I. They actually have a full description here, and I'm going to read it because I I stopped watching Bleach after the Eisen arc, but I'm going mm. to pick this up because it's just this is the final arc of Bleach, and it's coming to us after uh, you know almost a decade off, and I just yeah. want to live up this hype here. So, was it all just a coincidence, or was it inevitable? Ichigo Kurosaki gained the powers of a Soul Reaper through a chance encounter. As a substitute Soul Reaper, Ichigo became caught in the turmoil of the Soul Society, a place where the deceased souls gather. But with the help from his friends, Ichigo overcame every challenge to become even stronger. 
When new soul reapers and a new enemy appear in his hometown of Karakura, Ichigo jumps back into the battlefield with his unpacked toe to help those in need. Meanwhile, the Soul Society is observing a sudden surge in the number of hollows being destroyed in the world of the living. They also receive separate reports of residents in the Rukon district having gone missing. Finally, the Serente, home of the Soul Reapers, comes under attack by a group calling themselves the, Warden, the Wandenreich, led by Yawach, Y-H-W-A-C-H. Yawach, I'm guessing, the father of all Quincy's. The Wardenreich declare war against the Soul Reapers with the following message. Five days from now, the Soul Society will be annihilated by the Wardenreich. The history and truth kept hidden by the Soul Reapers for a thousand long years is finally brought to light. All things must come to an end as Ichigo Kurosaki's final battle begins. This is going to be four cores. They have announced that that will be the length of it. So, hey, hey, Attack on Titan. They will, they're telling us from the get-go how long their final season is. Eh? Eh? <laughs> but anyways, I'm I'm watching this. I'm in on this. I don't care that I've missed a couple seasons here and there. And I'm guessing that they will write in an amount of catch-up material and just, you know, synopsis stuff in the first couple episodes, knowing that there's going to be a lot of newcomers. But Bleach is such a historic show. And seeing it brought back with more modern animation and just that little bit of cleanup because it always looked really good to begin with. So I'm here for it. And yeah, really excited for Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. We've been looking forward to this for a while. It looks amazing. Like I I watched it early on, just like I read it early on, but it was so long running. And yeah, I, I, yeah. after a while, it gets kind of convoluted. You start to go and I mean, it's... I, I give it I give it props because I mean I played the Bleach game back on PS3, the Warriors game. I really liked the game. I was enjoying the characters. I just could not commit to such a long-running series. Yeah, that I read the manga up through the yeah. end of the Eisen arc, and I just watched the anime to see the fights that I wanted to see. I mm. but if but you know, telling me out of the gate this is four cores, I can get into that of just, you know. Once a week for a year, I'm not going to go back and watch the however many hundreds of episodes it was up until now. But this is one of those things that, you know, if you get in on the ground floor, if you don't have to watch anything previously, watching one episode a week is very palatable. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, being the finale, being like they went over the top on the budget for the animation because this is it. This is the end. No sequel series, no spinoffs the definitive end of one of the most legendary shonen well, we, series well we can't say no spin-off series we had burn the witch okay so i mean but no spin-off sequel so to speak that like like boruto type of situation yeah yet but anyways yet. let's keep going to the next one because i'm sure we'll be talking about bleach yeah. a good amount uh, in the coming weeks Next up, brought to us by uh, Studio 8-Bit, is Blue Lock. It is based off of manga uh, and going to be brought to us on Crunchyroll this upcoming season. After a disastrous defeat at the 2018 World Cup, Japan's team struggles to regroup. But what's missing? An absolute ace striker who can guide them to the wind. No, win. The Japan Football Union is hell-bent on creating a striker who hungers for goals and thirsts for victory, and who can be decisive instrument in turning around a losing match. And to do so, they've gathered 300 of Japan's best and brightest youth players. Who will emerge to lead the team? 
And will they be able to outmuscle and out ego everyone else who stands in their way? Uh, apparently, it had a first uh, pre-screening at the Animagic Convention back in August. That's nice. So. It's I'm surprised yet not surprised at how many soccer anime we're getting lately. That it feels like we've had at least one a season for the past year and a half. And to be fair, soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Period. Yeah, it is not big in the U.S., but outside of the U.S., soccer is everything, everything. Yeah. So I am not shocked in the least that we are getting a lot of soccer anime. Frankly, I'm surprised we didn't get more soccer anime sooner. But at the same time, I'm not really into soccer and I'm not really into sports anime, so I will pass. But for, hey, for uh, all you footballers out there, enjoy. Uh, so Bandai Namco, I believe, is one of the uh, studios behind it. I think I saw their logo at the beginning of it. And of course, they made Birdie Wing. Now, granted, Birdie Wing was oh, an original no. concept. You you, you and, can't do this to me, Jace. You can't do this. Now, here's the thing. Birdie Wing is an original concept. This is based off of a manga. But the animation in the trailer alone got me a little curious because rather than in episode focusing... one, we find out that one of these folks is actually, you know, like a secret agent. And if there's a <laughs> soccer mafia, then I'm in. That, that's what it will take that's, to get me the in the door. Get, get, uh, the, get me a soccer mafia and I will watch your show. I don't think it's going to be your typical like soccer football type show because it's not focusing on a team. It's focusing on one person trying to outdo every other single person to get onto a team. So uh, one person out of a field of 300 people. And that has oh, me curious because man. the entire trailer focuses around him just having this cocky attitude being like, I'm going to be the guy to get that spot. It's like, Okay, this is a very different take on what you normally see in a sports team anime because yeah. we're focusing on just one guy trying to get into the national team. Yeah. So I'll give it an episode or two, see where it goes. Yeah, we'll probably need to pick up the pace because we're running a wee bit late today. Yeah, Bochi the Rock from Cloverworks. So, okay, that's some good pedigree right there. Goto Hitori is a high school girl who is starting, who starting learning to playing the guitar I'm reading that as it's written. That's some bad translation. Who uh, started learning to play the guitar because she dreams of being in a band, but she's so, she's so shy that she hasn't made a single friend. However, she, her dream might come true after she meets Ichiji Nijika, a girl who plays drums and is looking for a new guitarist in her band. Please note, this is not Hitori Bochi, the uh, classic, you know, moe blob making friends anime, but it's Stealing the same name concept of a girl named Bochi who is looking to make friends. But this time it's with music. And it's, it's <laughs> basically you, you're jamming Itori Bochi with K-On. That's what I'm getting mm. from this. And that sounds nice. It's based off a of manga, comedy music. This seems pretty par for the course. Crunchyroll has it. I'm gonna, this is gonna be on that short list or maybe not so short list, but um, this is gonna be on the list of things that it won't take much to get me to watch, but I'm probably not going to watch by default. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a slice of life. Didn't care for K-On. I know if you, uh, one of my, um, my cousin actually really enjoyed it. Um, but for me, not my uh, cup of tea. I, I enjoyed K-On. It's, it's a fun show. It's a classic at yeah. this point. But it's the type of thing that I do not feel particularly compelled to watch 
I'll give it an episode or two. Chaos like show that comes out, but uh, let's go what on to the next one. What might keep me watching is uh, the uh, music, but mm. next up, this one we'll probably be mentioning every week, just like Ooh, Spy yeah. Family. Mm-hmm. This one is Chainsaw Man, coming to us from MAPPA, based off of a Shonen Jump manga. Denji is a teenage boy living with a chainsaw devil named Pochita. Due, the de- due to the debt his father left behind, he has been living a rock-bottom life while repaying his debt by harvesting devil corpses with Pochita. One day, Denji is betrayed and killed. As his consciousness fades, he makes a contract with Pochita and gets revived as Chainsaw Man, a man with a devil's heart. This is tied for Spy Family. The Spy Family and Chainsaw Man were the two most anticipated shows, I would argue, going into 2022 that weren't continuations. Yeah. And, and we got... <laughs> We got Spy Family early in the year. It lived up to the hype. And basically ever since then, it's just been Chainsaw Man's world and we're all living in it in terms of <laughs> and in terms of anticipation for the anime community at large. It's been the waiting game for Chainsaw Man. And here we are. I'm just on the hype alone. I, I'm in to see this because I want to understand the hype. I hope it's good. I'm optimistic. It's MAPPA. It's probably going to be very good. So, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, don't see a way that I wouldn't be watching this. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, up next, do it yourself. Building furniture and friendships have a lot in common. Intention, effort, and hard work are needed for both crafts. This is a story of girls in a DIY club building both uh, as they carve out their furnitures. Uh, sorry, as they carve out their futures. None of it comes easy, but that doesn't stop any of them. Furniture, friendships, and the future, they're building it all with their own hands. It's cute girls doing cute things, and this time it's do-it-yourself furniture. Okay. Um, really made it look funny. Yeah, no, that, and it's got a very interesting uh, animation style by Studio Pine Jam. It's listed as a slice of life. That everything here is sounding very much like what I would expect, given this premise, but I'll give him points for, you know, in the quickly dwindling list of cute girls doing cute things, Things to do. <laughs> do it yourself has not been done yet. So good on them. I mean, uh, it's an original, so I I'm liable to watch an episode or two of this. Hmm. Um, and it's gonna be the type of thing that I could very easily see it just being a bit too slow or hmm. that the characters might not be engaging and I'll drop it. But yeah. this is the type of thing that um, you know, we we had the sweets show a couple seasons back that I really enjoyed that the characters were just done so damn well. So do it yourself is going to get an initial trial from me. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I mean, uh, it is an original. I'm willing to bet that they basically put a bunch of topics that haven't been done for cute girls doing cute things on a dartboard. And it just happened to land on do it yourself furniture. (laughs) So uh, one of my friends was going, is this going to be Ikea, the animation? I'm like, Oh my God, if that turned out to be the case, (laughs) <laughs> but moving on uh, next one comes to us from Leiden Films AQ Shonen Eternal Boys the mature idol project the latest project proposed by Manpuku Entertainment Productions in a bid to revive the company experienced in the successes and failures of the business world six middle aged men now face the many hurdles of age and physical ability whilst pursuing their goal to become idols 
In an effort to prove that old dogs can learn new tricks and that you can still learn to shine no matter your age, these middle-aged men, and at the end of their ropes, are taking a stand. <laughs> this just it's looks so funny. Middle-aged idols. Again, in the ever-dwindling list of idol shows that haven't been done before. I can't, I cannot say that I've seen middle-aged idols done before. It's and you such know a what? weird gimmick, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's just crazy enough to work. This, this so, seems to be the season of you son of a gun, I'm in. <laughs> Ned, I, I'll give this one a trial. I'll give this one a trial. Uh, Ned, I mean, it could be worse. It could be like freaking grown-ups with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Up next, Encouragement of Climb. Next, Summit. The fourth, wait, fourth season? What? Yeah. That's I, what it says. How'd I, how'd I miss the memo of the first three seasons? I've been doing these preview shows for three and a half years now yes. well not three and a half years two and a half years now and i do not recall encouragement of climb in any of the previous preview shows i'm very confused is my memory going jace like i have this, no clue I, to be honest i know it's on high dive you know and uh i mean like i searched it and they had several seasons up on there i believe i was just like there's really been that much of this? Like, I was, I was a little I'm looking confused. up right now to see when these other seasons came out. Encouragement of Climb anime television series. Season one came out in 2013. Okay, let's see about the rest of them. Uh, it was 2013 for season one, 2014 for season two, 2017 for season, sorry, 2018 for season three. Okay, so I'm not going crazy because all of those were before Dekai existed. So it has been four years since the last... Uh, season so i'm not crazy i feel much better now mm. um the fourth season uh Ali yukimura's fear of heights won't hold her back in the next adaptation of encouragement of climb joined by fellow mountaineering enthusiasts including the spirited uh, hinata kurakure and the other climbers that they've met on their journey to great heights Ali and friends uh, tackle tough challenges and conquer new summits while they embark on adventures uh, throughout the mountain ranges of japan New fans to the franchise will get to know the world of Encouragement of Climb via a selection of compilation episodes that reintroduce fan-favorite characters and beloved moments from the series. Later episodes contain all new stories that contain the tale of Aoi and her ambitions to overcome her fears and achieve her dreams. I respect the acknowledgement that they need to get new fans caught up. Mm. That makes me worried that the first half of the season is going to feel super rushed and that mm. then the second half of the season is going to get a bit better. Um, the trailer made this look like um, Yuru Camp, but with climbing. Uh, again, cute girls doing cute things. Uh, not quite the same as, dang it, what was the one where they were climbing? It was a mountain climbing one, but not a a comfy one. I'm so blanking on it. Uh, I have no clue. Shoot, <laughs> one minute is going to bother me. I mean... It was the one in... Well, sorry, it wasn't that. It was, um, it was Antarctica. That's what it was. Uh, oh, uh, Iwakeru, uh, Iwakakeru, Sport Climbing Girls. No, no, no. That, 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 that was Sport Climbing Girls. Okay. Uh, a place farther than the universe. That's what it was. Goodness, I was having so much trouble there. But uh, yeah, this looks... Meh. I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's a bit of a pass. Uh, All right, next. Next one. Uh... <laughs> this one I'm going to watch uh, from Studio TNK. 
Futoko no Guild, uh, translated as Guild of Depravity or Immoral Guild. Um, very short synopsis. Kikuru Madan is a monster hunter with excellent performance because of his particular job in the forest, but he decided to quit it because fear of wasting his own youth. That is such a vague description. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't match the title either. The and way the trailer, the, the trailer, the trailer makes it very clear about one of these tags, and that's etchy. Yeah, and especially that given the uh, title, immoral guild. That yeah. this is not immoral in the sense that they are doing bad deeds, that they are pillaging and plundering. No, no, no. This is they are lewd. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh... Again, I saw Catgirl, and it's etchy, and uh, <laughs> I am shameless, so I'm going to watch right. it. I probably won't, but again, you know, nothing wrong with etchy. Not, remember, I'm the person who advocates left, right, and center for food wars. So <laughs> if you give me a good show with etchy, I'll watch it as long yeah. as it's a good show. Is this going to be a good show? I don't know. We'll find out. Up next is Fufu Ijo Koibito Mimon. I forget the translation to this. Uh, more than um, a married couple, but not lovers. Thank you. Appreciate that. I This is by Studio Mother, and I love the visual aesthetic on this one. Mm. Third-year high school student Jiro Yakuin hoped to, to partner with Shiori Sakurazaka as part of the same class in the mandatory couple practical course. In this practical, students must demonstrate that they have the necessary skill set to live with the partner of the opposite sex while presenting a certain level of harmony to the video surveillance that grades them. Video surveillance? Good lord. Okay. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, Random Chance put this slightly sub put his slightly subdued self into the practical with the person polar opposite him, the Gyaru Akari Watanabe. Akari, on the other hand, uh, hoped to be uh, paired with her crush, Minami Tenjin. Their hopes are doubly dashed when they find out that Shiori and Minami are assigned together. Thus, they reluctantly decide to cooperate to, to reach the top 10, which would give them the right to exchange partners if both couples agree. This feels like, it, it, it's not a death game, but it's like a, a, this weird marriage <laughs> game. To that end, Jiro steals uh, Akari's first kiss without realizing what he'd done while giving uh, her a hurried goodbye kiss. Ah, okay. Um... It's a comedy drama. Like I said, the visuals here are really nice. It's yeah. these really cool pastel colors. You got a very nice pink-haired protagonist. Um, but just overall, that the color palette is very bright. Um, I mean, they said the other magical word for me, and that was Garu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's a rom-com, and yeah. I'm a sucker for rom-coms. And then this one... throw Etchy in there. It's like, okay. <laughs> Well, this stack, this does not actually have Etchy as a tag. Really? It's, I'm looking it, at it, it says Etchy. It says comedy, drama, Etchy, romance. Are you looking on any chart? Yeah, I am. I'm only seeing comedy, drama. Weird. Huh. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if it had some Etchy to it. And the concept here is interesting enough that I'll probably be in for the first episode or two at the very least. We can skip yeah. over to the next one. It's Golden Kamui 4. So if you're into Golden Kamui, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you can take I saw the next the trailer one for and, this one. Yeah. During and, uh, AEW, actually, mm. because it's airing on Adult Swim. Yeah, it's uh, an Adult Swim original. It's only four episodes. 
Yeah. Uh, housing Complex C, which comes to us from Akatsuki. Uh, housing Complex C centers around Kimi, who lives in a small low-cost housing complex located in the seaside town of Kurosaki, where trouble seems to follow her wherever she goes, and horrific incidents begin to occur. Is an ancient evil stalking the residents of Housing Complex C? Yeah, I'm in for this. I mean, like, yeah, the trailer was so damn cool. <laughs> yeah, this looked really cool. Um, This one I heard is going to be on HBO Max, actually. Yeah, most likely because of the... Uh, and technically, I think this should have been put in the OVA category. I don't know why it's filtered into the normal series category. TV, I'm guessing. I guess it's airing on TV. That might do it. But yeah, I, I sort of see this as an OVA, not a normal seasonal series. But anyways, up next, I'm Taming the Villainess. Or sorry, not I'm Taming the Villainess. <laughs> I'm the Villainess, so I'm Taming the Final Boss. When Eileen, the Duke's daughter, regains her memories of her past life, she realizes she's barreling toward ruin at full speed. Searching for any way out of her hopeless situation, the method she chooses is to capture the heart of the last boss, Lord, uh, the demon Lord Claude. Comedy fantasy. Um, this is a Otome game reincarnation thing a la My Next Life is a Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom. But instead of, all right, there's a million different ways that she's trying to avoid her doom, the singular goal here is tame the final boss of, you know, tame the villain. Um, yeah, sure. I, I like my villainess shows that it, it, that's not quite the, to the same level of Jason cat girls or Gyaru, but <laughs> it, it is a, I, and I think it's because a villainess does not need to have a particular appearance. I like the function of a villainess narratively. I like the, mm. the function of, following a character that is supposed to be a villain but also might not be a villain or if they are a villain cool that's fun too um yeah, yeah so i'll be in on this maho film i'm the villainess so i'm taming the final boss i'll give it a go it, it looked uh it looked funny in the concept it's on crunchyroll um i i saw the trailer and uh i mean yeah it, it just straight up screamed you know like rom-com fantasy um didn't didn't blatantly scream of isekai you know it's it's reincarnation not isekai <laughs> I so would, no do, no shot I forget, do we count isekai, reincarnation as isekai? well yes we have to count reincarnation as isekai because that's how half the isekais happen so yes it's an isekai really? take a shot oh well either yeah, way because uh, otherwise konosuba isn't an isekai hmm okay well and, this and, next uh, one isn't and if that's the case <laughs> uh reincarnated as a slime isn't an isekai Hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends on the reincarnation, because if you're getting reincarnated into a different world, because isekai means different yeah, world. Well, this is very clearly a different world. Yeah. Either way, now, this next also, one isn't I'd, like, I'd like to take a, <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to appreciate that it took us three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen shows to get to our first isekai. Holy cow. Unusual season for sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this next one, not an isekai. Uh, I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm-related skills. Clearly, this has to do with the most recent Nintendo Direct. I kid. Uh, wow! This from <laughs> <laughs> uh, This comes to us from Studio A-Cat. Uh, it comes from a light novel. Uh, Al Wayne loves farming, and we don't mean the video game sim. 
That's literally what this says. <laughs> yeah, he, it, I can confirm that's what it says. He wants to be a literal farmer, but in the process of improving his agriculture skills, he somehow winds up maxing out his overall character stats. He's superpowered in the most unexpected of ways with abilities even the strongest of heroes would envy. Alas, all he wants is an idyllic farmer's life, but with demons and monsters invading the realm, I'll they have to take up the mantle of hero just to keep his dreams from withering away. Now, for those who are regular listeners of the show, this is not the first time you've heard this title. Because remember, this was part of my real or fake uh, um, yep. light novel title one. That uh, I had this, it was only three or four weeks ago that I brought yeah. this one off because uh, I was using it as one of the titles because... Boy, howdy, is that a light novel title that we have? I've somehow gotten stronger when I improve my farm-related skills. And this really just feels a lot like I killed slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level of just... It is someone who's looking to live a quiet life, but in doing so became super, super strong. And that they are not necessarily unwillingly, but they are unexpectedly drawn into you know, power fantasy, isekai combat, but a lot of it is going to be with farming flavor. Um, I'm meh on this, that this is again going into that uh, list of, if I hear one or two folks say, hey, this is good, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be rushing to see the premiere. Trailer looked funny. I'm definitely going to give it a few episodes and uh, see where it goes. It is airing on High Dive. I'm about to do some fast forwarding in a big way because the next one is Idler 7 Third Beat Part 2. <laughs> so if you like Idler 7, there you go. And then after that, it is Kankale Itsuka Ano Umide. So, you know, the ship girls, good old ship girls uh, from, I forget when it was, but it was like 2013, 2017 or something. Yep. Uh, this is the sequel to Kankale, Kantai Collection. And if you like Kantai Collection, congrats, you got more of it. Then again, we have Legend of Mana, the teardrop crystal, which has no synopsis whatsoever. Uh, all I can basically say is the same thing that Crunchyroll says, and I was in on this right away because I played the game back in the day. Uh, it comes to us from Studio Yokohama Animation Laboratory and uh, Grepinica. Um, it is just an adaptation of the game Legend of Mana from the Super Nintendo, celebrating the 30th anniversary okay. of the landmark RPG. All right, that, yeah, that was the question I had because I've heard of Legend of Mana. I've not played yep. Leg Legend of Mana, but the fact that it had the subtitle The Teardrop Crystal, I wasn't sure, is this a continuation of the story told in Legend of Mana or is this a adaptation of the game that is already done and it sounds like it's just an adaptation of the game. But at the same time, since I haven't played Legend of Mana and I know it's so renowned, I'll probably actually check this out and see how they do because obviously video game adaptations can be very hit or miss, especially when yeah. it comes to the RPG space because they have to really condense a lot of stuff. But this is one of those games that I've always had on my list of I want to play it and I just don't know if I ever will. So a couple of ways can... to do it too, actually, because they got the remaster that came out too. Mm -hmm. So sure, I'll try this out, see if it uh, you know feels like a good adaptation that... I'll probably be pretty easy to please since I don't have expectations. I'm just going to look for a well-told show that from everything I've been led to believe, there is a good story here. It's just, do they tell it well? 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, so up next is Love Flops. The the art on this one is really kind of neat that it's these four yeah. girls in this like techno alleyway with the big can't tell if it's supposed to be Tokyo Tower or you know large structure in the background with uh projected ads. You can tell that this is futuristic. Asashi, sorry, Asahi Kashiwagi lives the typical life of an average high school student until the day a TV fortune teller's predictions come true one after another, culminating in a series of risque encounters. Destiny Ooh. seemingly draws five beautiful girls into Asahi's path, and soon he finds himself fielding not one, not two, but five love confessions. Asahi will need to follow his heart in order to find the perfect love for him, or else his love fortunes may end up in one epic fail and flop. Uh, title drop, take a shot. <laughs> so it's a harem show. I'll give it a few episodes. I mean, uh, the sci-fi certainly makes it interesting. The animation was really nice in the trailer. Yeah, um, but it, it's a very good-looking show. It's listed simply as a comedy romance. It's a studio passion. What else have they done? I'm trying to remember. They did... Uh, they did Maruko-chan. Um, Bang Dream. Citrus. Uh, um, and a couple others, none that really stick out. But... Sure. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And uh, somehow, because we've actually skipped over several because of them being sequels, we are already... At our last one for today. Amazing, because we thought we were running behind. Yeah, no, that I, <laughs> I, but then we just sort of had three uh, that went pretty quickly. Uh, so, huh? Yeah. Uh, so this one, Mamekichi Mamekon Neat no Nichijo. Uh, this comes to us from Tezuka Productions. It's, I mean, as the title says right there, it's the everyday life of Mamekichi Mameko, who is a neat. Uh, but the synopsis reads, the story of Mamekichi Mameko Neat no Nichijo follows Mameko, a neat, not in education, employment, or training. For those who don't understand the abbreviation, it is N-E-E-T. A young woman who lives with her dog Komachi and her three cats, Kabi, Simba, and Meadow. I'll do my best starting tomorrow, is Mameko's model. And her daily life is a bit normal, a bit fun, and a bit strange. I mean... The title tells you exactly what this is going to be. Um, I'm probably not going to watch it, even though it looks yeah. kind of funny. What is interesting is the studio behind it. Mm. This is Tezuka Productions, and this particular show, uh, Mamakichi, has yeah. a very sort of old-timey anime yeah. feel. That it, It's the very round characters with the blush on the cheeks that... This looks like something that you would see in the 80s. Like this almost looks like uh Shinchan. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking too, actually. But, but the thing is, this studio has done some really good works. They did Dororo, oh, yeah. they did um quintessential quintuplets, they did uh, uh Adachi Tashima Mura, gorgeous show. Um literally uh, every Osamu Tezuka production because it's literally the name of the company. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Um, they did Girlfriend, Girlfriend, which I didn't really watch, but it was a very pretty show in terms of animation quality. So it's sort of funny that this is 
this is probably that production team taking a break. Yeah, only within recent years have they branched out from uh, adapting Tezuka's original works. Um, Because if you look back through things, you'll notice they did handle Ultraviolet, which is based off of a Western property. Um, And then they start branching out more and more into non-Tezuka titles. So yeah. it's it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, they did mm-hmm. uh, Dagashkashi uh, season two, apparently. They did Dawn of the Witch earlier this year, which, you yep. know, we sort of meh on. It was, but the, it was okay. The visuals are still nice, though. So Yeah. That, well, that actually already gets us to 21. We're somehow under time. So I guess what I want to do is take these last couple of minutes, Chase. I want to pick your brain. Where are you right now, without going into necessarily full ranks and details, one season out from the end of the year now for anime of the year? Because something that I realized that with the final season of the year approaching, I decided to go back through the winter, spring, and summer season lists and just sort of pick out, all right, what shows do I think could be top 10 contenders? Not even what is my top 10, but just stuff that I glance at it and say, yeah, that's top 10 material. And funny enough, given our stipulations that the the two major, sorry, the three major stipulations that we have for our anime of the year, top 10 and honorable mentions on Digital Era Entertainment. First, they must have aired with legal viewing options in North America in the year. So, uh, for instance, Summertime Render aired this year, but as of yet is still not available in North America for viewing. That it's been in Japan, but not North America. If Summertime Rendering does not become available on Disney Plus before the end of the year, it will not be eligible. And honestly, we might do the cutoff like early December because we need to work on the video and everything. Um, Two, it needs to be, it needs to have had its first season aired in that year. So we're not going to count Attack on Titan. We're not going to count Bleach. That uh, it has to be a new show. If it has multiple seasons in the year, that's fine. We'll count all the seasons that aired in the year. If it's not done, that's fine. We will count the seasons that have aired. Um, but it needs to have begun this year. And three, it cannot have anyone who is involved with, formerly involved with, or has close personal relations to a member of Digital Era Entertainment in a leading or primary production capacity. This is, in other words, known as the Emmy Low rule. Because she throws a wrench into a lot of our things. And I say this oh so lovingly. The reason why um, uh, why Shadow's House couldn't be considered for uh, Anime of the Year last year because she's Kate. The reason why we will not consider uh, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners this year because she's the lead that I... We've had cases where Emmy and Frangi have had bit parts, and that is acceptable. But when they are a lead role, that that is a, a disqualification for us. And given those stipulations, when I looked through the winter, spring, and summer seasons, 
I got a total of seven, only seven shows that just off the cuff I looked at and said, yeah, that's top 10 material, which surprised me because it's been a good year for anime. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't until I looked back that I realized how many of the really good ones were continuing things and that while I've enjoyed a whole bunch of the new shows this season, not a ton of them strike me as shows that I see standing the test of time or that I'm going to be super eager to go out of my way to recommend. So, um, that, uh, we still have here on any chart. You can look back in the previous seasons that, uh, where do you find yourself? Jace, like do, do a quick little count and just say, you know, the so, number of shows that I'll, I'll keep vamping for time in the meanwhile, that I won't even say what the seven shows that caught my eye as potential contenders are. But for those who listen to this show regularly, it won't be a shock, I think, which ones I'm considering. Yeah. But at the same time, it sort of hit me and made me realize, wow, I'm going to be potentially leaning on this season to help fill out my list or potentially have to get a little less picky because uh, for last year's anime of the year, I feel like I already had 11 shows come the fall season that I felt could be top 10 contenders. And so I was very confident I'd be able to hit that. And fortunately, Jace, you've seen a number of shows that I have not. So you will be able to help there. And uh, I got to say, like going through the list of stuff from this year, um, there were some things that completely shocked the hell out of me that I really, I mean, I spread uh, Birdie Wing like a virus throughout the freaking Discord. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, spoiler alert Birdie Wing is one of those seven that I mentioned. Yeah. Like Birdie Wing is definitely up there. Um, I'd say up there for me was Dance, Dance, Dance Tour. Oh, yeah. No, no. D- don't, I, I don't want you to necessarily spoil all the ones you've got. I'm more looking yeah. to figure out, like, do you have even 10 yet that you would consider top 10 contenders? I mean, technically, like for personal top 10, yes. For an overall top 10, no. Just because I'm cutting out my personal bias for tokusatsu themed things. So that means Kuroitsu, despite its little problematic character, um, uh, Love After World Domination and Futo P.I., are taken out of my thoughts for anime of the year just because they're my personal favorites. I I will give you a small semblance of relief. I am certainly not counting Kuroitsu. Yeah, I know know you're not not getting on that list for me. I know that that's not making your list, and I wouldn't put that on a list, like a wide list. For a personal list... I'd say that was one of my high spots of the year because I enjoyed the local heroes and the different other things outside of that one character. But I will say love after world domination is in that seven for me. Yeah, I did love that one. So so I, so I, you might, you do not need to count that one out of your own seven that uh, I will act as that second party to say, no, it was in fact quite good. And that I don't know if that is going to put it in proper top 10 or if it puts it in uh, honorable mentions or maybe it's it gets a, cut. Uh, eventually, question but. mark. Question mark for me would be Futo PI, which technically yeah. is a sequel to a live action property. That's still fine. It doesn't matter okay. if it's a sequel to a live action property. It is if it is the first season of an anime. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that one's up there for me too, just because I love Cobb and Rider. But I also feel as a standalone series, if you have no knowledge of Common Rider, it is a fun detective show and that involving monsters and, and stuff like honestly, that. Honestly, so. Utopii is going to be one that I might trace back and see myself. But even if not, that the way we handle anime of the year here at Digital Era Entertainment is basically a panel that uh, the folks who have been hosts, so it'll be you, me, and Mario, basically, talking yeah. amongst ourselves. And it it sort of comes down to, in some ways, pitching things to each other and to a level bartering and bargaining, uh, especially when it comes to shows that not everybody has seen. Because there are sometimes ones that not everybody watches and we're not going to have the time to make sure that everyone sees all the shows that other folks want to pitch. So sometimes it's just we, as we go through rankings and orderings that folks will say, this show I really, really want to push for, that I just think it's that good. And that usually to get the number one spot, it has to be seen by at least two of the folks. Mm. But or basically everything else that there can be pitches of ones and that, you know, Mario and I have had cases of, all right, this show, which I wasn't super high on, but you loved, I'll let you put that as number six. But then this show that I loved that you didn't love so much, we get to put as number five or four or seven or that, you know, we make compromises as we go in terms of where yeah. we slot things in. And, uh, Honestly, it's a very fun process to go through because this mm. is all just celebration. Like there's no, yeah. there, there's nothing really at stake at the end of the day. And at the same time, we're very passionate when we're talking about it because, you know, we're trying to make a list and put it out there and it put the digital era entertainment stamp on it saying like, this is a list of things that we are confident you can go to and really like. And a there's a certain fun of saying, all right, yeah, I think this is the the higher ranking one. You know, it, it's the the bar talk of, you know, sports teams and all that jazz. Of, yeah. Of like, which one is better? It just, and uh, it is something I'm looking forward to having you be involved with for the first time at the end of the year. And uh, like I said, I'm a bit light on material right now. So I'm hoping that this season bring some bangers for us. And obviously we've only gone through half of the shows so far. And, uh, you know, maybe it's something that I'll look back and just reconsider and be like, you know, there's this other show that maybe uh, I didn't, maybe I undersold it a bit on it on first glance to myself. And that uh, after a bit of reflection that I'll actually appreciate it more and want to put in the top 10, that this was a, a very cursory glance that I spent a grand total of, 10 minutes, I think, looking through those three season lists in total um, and getting the seven that I have as my, you know, initial considerations right now in a little notepad document. But we'll see where things go. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to a number of the shows we've already discussed today. And uh, there's plenty more where that came from for next week. Uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a fun week next week because there's some other uh, upcoming banger shows, uh, including, I think, one that I think I'll just give an honorable mention because it's listed under net animations, but I think it'll be a must watch. So mm -hmm. uh, it's from uh, it's going to be on Netflix, actually. Hey, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, um, uh, that we are not disqualifying Netflix anime because I'm not involved with the animation production there. Yeah. So Netflix shows will still be eligible. And, you know, in our defense, Netflix won anime of the year, year one with Carolyn Tuesday. They came mm. in second place in year two with Great Pretender. And then they came in third place last year. So they've been slipping down, but they've had a, they're the only, uh, well, I don't know if they're the only one, but they have had a uh, representative in the top three, all three years of our top 10 list that they had the third place being Comey Can't Communicate last year. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's the type of thing that if cyberpunk edge runners didn't have Emmy Lowe as yeah. Lucy, there's a, a non-zero chance that, uh, you asked me last week, actually, when we were talking cyberpunk edge runners, do I think it's in the top 10 after reflection, if it weren't disqualified for reasons previously stated, yes, it would be in my top 10. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely in my top 10 of the year as well. Um, the one worth mentioning for uh, Netflix is uh, it's actually funny enough. The title is Exception, uh, coming from Tatsunoko Pro and uh, Five Inc. It is a CG anime, and you know my stance on CG anime. I'm not normally into them. My immediate reaction, without even seeing the uh, poster for it, ooh, that kind of looks like Yoshitaka Amano. Yes, it is Yoshitaka Amano, the artist behind Final Fantasy and Vampire Hunter D in a 3D anime that is basically the anime equivalent of the movie Alien. I'm all in for it. <laughs> it just huh. looks so freaking cool. Huh. Uh, and it comes out in October, the perfect month for something like Alien. So, yeah, cool. Well, we're going to get going that uh, we started a little late, so we're probably just about at that hour mark right now. But thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been episode 125 of DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. As always, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, follow all that jazz here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can see the trailer for Kokoro no Pro, our upcoming wrestling visual novel headed up by RJ and Mario. You can check out our sponsor, Image Anime, at imageanime.com and use the code DISCOUNTSHIP, that is D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P, for free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And you can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise from merch.streamelements.com slash Entertainment. We'll be back in just a bit for those of you who want to join us for happy hour. But otherwise, stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch. Mm -hmm.